Hi everyone, I'm Rick Barron, your host, and welcome to my podcast, That's Life, I Swear. Now here's something you may not know. A lot of us think about suicide. The problem is, we're afraid to speak to each other about it. Now this lack of knowledge is about what they call the prevalence of suicidal ideation, which has hampered suicide prevention. Let's jump into this. Suicide is a growing global public health concern, with an estimated 1 million people dying from suicide annually, and even more people attempting it. However, suicide prevention has been hampered by the lack of knowledge about the prevalence of suicidal ideation, especially something that's called passive suicidal ideation, which is defined as frequently considering the thought of taking one's own life without actively planning to do so. Now, why does this matter? Thinking of people as either suicidal or not suicidal can be, you know, oversimplification. I mean, the realities of suicide are a lot more complex than we realize. Suicidal ideation exists on a wide range. That range goes from wanting to be dead to actively making plans to commit suicide. In the United States, suicide rates increased by approximately what was it? I think it was 36% between 2000 and 2021. Suicide was responsible for about 48,000 deaths in 2021. That's about one every 11 minutes. Think about that. The number of people who think about or attempt suicide is even higher. In 2021, an estimated 12.3 million American adults gave serious thought about suicide. 3.5 million planned a suicide attempt, and 1.7 million attempted suicides. I mean, the data is just phenomenal. People who struggle with suicidal thoughts, who think their problems are real enough to matter, they hold back from wanting to tell friends, and thus they don't want to set off the alarm bells. It's these misconceptions that leave many people too afraid or ashamed to speak out. To help people, we must be willing to go beyond our black and white understanding of what suicide is all about. Now, acknowledging this problem helps those in need to know that society encourages individuals to share their thoughts and access appropriate help. Data for 2022 shows that suicide was the 11th leading cause of death nationwide, with more than 14 deaths for every 100,000 people. The death rate increased 32% over the past two decades. And the 4% jump between 2020 and 2021 was the sharpest annual increase in that time frame. The reasons why people experience passive suicidal ideation are complex and very multifaceted. Often it results from underlining mental health conditions such as depression, anxiety, or post-traumatic stress disorder. Now these conditions can create a negative thought cycle leading to feelings of hopelessness, despair, and worthlessness, making the idea of suicide seem like a way out. Fair to say, many people worldwide went through all these emotions big time during COVID. Additional chronic stress and trauma, such as abusive relationships, financial difficulties, and chronic illnesses, can contribute to suicidal tendencies. The fear of being judged or rejected or dismissed by others can also make individuals reluctant to talk about their thoughts and feelings regarding suicide, perpetuating their isolation and despair. 
Now, here are three things you need to know. It's essential to acknowledge and address passive suicidal ideation because it's a significant risk factor for suicide attempts and completion. Furthermore, research shows that individuals who experience emotions are more likely to attempt suicide than those who do not have such thoughts. Therefore, early intervention and support are crucial in preventing suicide and helping individuals achieve better mental health and well-being. Another point, though talking one-on-one works, public conversations about suicide are a lot riskier. Well-intended, but a suicide attempt resulting in death when widely publicized will increase suicide attempts, especially when a famous person dies this way. So here's an example. After Robert Williams killed himself, the suicide rate in the United States was 10% higher over the following four months, suggesting that about 1,800 people would otherwise have not killed themselves as a result of this consequence. Such a happening is what they call suicide contagion. Suicide contagion can happen in response to the suicide of a celebrity, a family member, or a peer, and often coincides with media reports about the suicide. Suicide contagion is most likely to happen among adolescents and young adults. Now, encouraging individuals to share their thoughts and access appropriate help is crucial in dealing with passive suicidal ideation. Society must create an environment where individuals feel safe and supported when discussing their feelings and experiences. Community-based programs, uh, educational initiatives, and mental health awareness campaigns that promote positive attitudes toward mental health and destigmatizing mental illness can be hugely beneficial. The public needs to be aware and, you know, educated, if you will, about the warning signs of suicide and taught how to respond to those in crisis, including appropriate referral pathways and resources. Now, what are some of these warning signs? According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, psychological factors distressing situations or genetics can increase the likelihood of someone considering tempting or dying by suicide. These risk factors can cause or predict a suicide attempt by being aware of them is important. Now, here's a few. Someone who feels a state of hopelessness. You know, they don't have a sense of the future getting better or they just feel really unable to imagine not being in the pain that they're in right now. Off-the-cuff comments such as, I swear I'm sick of everything. I want to kill myself. Substance abuse problems is a big one. This happens all over, and it's only getting worse. Another one is family or personal history of suicide. Prolonged stress from other causes, such as harassment or being bullied. Case in point, I recall a person that I once knew who, when you look at them, they didn't have any indication or even give you any body language that they were thinking of suicide. I mean, they were about as passive looking as one could imagine. And about two weeks later, I found out that this person did take their life. It was hard. And I had no idea. And this is where I think we all need to be somewhat aware of what those signs can be. Who knows, maybe if I had known, I might have been able to prevent this person from taking their life. Now, healthcare professionals, including mental health practitioners and primary care physicians, also play a crucial role in identifying and treating passive suicide ideation. For example, 
regular mental health screening can help identify individuals at risk of suicide and provide appropriate treatment and support. In addition, evidence-based therapies such as psychotherapy and medication can help individuals manage their underlying mental health conditions and reduce the severity of suicidal thoughts. However, it's crucial to recognize that individuals might hesitate to seek help due to the stigma associated with mental illness or the fear of being labeled as crazy or weak. Therefore, it's crucial to provide mental health services that are accessible, affordable, and culturally sensitive. This can be achieved by investing in mental health services, ensuring that insurance covers mental health treatment, and providing mental health support in schools and workplaces. Encouraging individuals to share their thoughts and access appropriate help is crucial in addressing this problem. Society must create an environment that promotes positive attitudes towards mental health and destigmatizes mental illness. This is very important. Healthcare professionals may also play a crucial role in identifying and treating passive suicidal ideation. Now, what can we learn from this story? What's the takeaway? Let's face it, suicide is very complex, and a comprehensive approach is needed to address different aspects of this preventable public health problem. Evidence-based treatment to address suicidal ideation, self-harm, and suicide attempts is one key aspect of a broader set of programs, practices, and policies that aim to decrease suicide risk. For those contemplating suicide, take that giant leap of faith and talk with your family, friends, or even better, a doctor. Let them know what you are going through. There are other options. Well, there you go. That's life, I swear. For further information regarding the material covered in this episode, I invite you to visit my website, which you can find on either Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, for show notes, movie information clips, and the episode transcript. As always, I thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe here or wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss an episode. See you soon.